0: Welcome to the Adventure Church Podcast. We're excited you're here, and we hope today's message encourages you, builds your faith, and brings you hope for the future. May God bless you as you listen in to today's message.
1: Today about fight for heaven, fill the gap, fill the gap, fill in the gap. Amen. Uh, today, I know it's not Memorial Day or Fourth of July or anything of that nature where we recognize servicemen and women. But I would like to take a moment to recognize them for a moment. And the reason why I do is because when you think about servicemen and women who go on the battlefield for you and I, they're filling the gap for us. They're filling the gap for our country. They're filling the gap for you and our freedom. They fill the gap. And when they fill the gap, a lot of times what they do, they go on the battlefield and they don't even know who you are. But yet they love you so much and they love our country, they're willing to take their lives and submit their lives to go on the battlefield and maybe dis- maybe lose their life for the sake of you and I. They fill in the gap, and because they're willing to fill in the gap, aren't you glad that we have freedom today? And sometimes we take freedom for granted. We take freedom. Hey, man, come on, give a little praise. We Sometimes we take freedom for granted. We take freedom for granted because you know what? We don't see what goes on behind the scenes a lot of times. And so, therefore, because we don't see what goes on behind the scenes, we take freedom for granted. But yet there are men and women on the fields right now that are fighting for our freedom. But also what I love about these men and women that go on the field for us, they sacrifice their family. Maybe sacrifice their kids and friends, their occupation for the sake of you and I. They're willing to stand in the gap to give up their lives for you and I. Sacrifice means that, God, I'll do, I'll give, I'll be all what you want me to be. And I'm going to sacrifice, God, I'm going to give you my best. I always say, get this, God wants your best and nothing less. Always remember that. God wants your best and nothing less. He doesn't want a half-baked person. He wants your best. He wants your best. The only thing I like half-baked is Robin's cookies. When they come like that chocolate chip cookies and they're soft, amen. How many can relate to what I'm saying? I like them so much my stomach is showing it. Amen. But they're good. But God doesn't want you to be hack baked. He wants you to be sold out and radical for Him. And so when you think about that, they're willing to lay down their life. And they also, here's the big thing about servicemen and women, they go to places that they're unfamiliar with. They're, they go to places that they're unfamiliar with, things that they don't uh, seen or, or comprehend. They go to places and they sacrifice their lives. A lot of times when they go to places, they don't know what's going on and what's over the other side of the mountain. But they're willing to sacrifice and lay down their lives for you and I, in the gap. In Ezekiel 22, I love these verses, and I'm going to fly through this and get to the points real quick. But Ezekiel 22 It's when God encountered with Ezekiel. He came to Ezekiel, and in this chapter, it's called Judgment Upon Jerusalem's Sins. And God spoke to Ezekiel, and he said to Ezekiel these words, that he was bringing judgment to a country that was disobeying and fallen into sin and fallen out of the things of God. And when you fall away from God, you fall away from his presence. And when you fall out away from his presence, you fall into bad things and traps and dangers. The Bible says for the wages of sin. Sin is death. What happens is a lot of times when we fall away from God, we obviously we walk into sin and sin leads us further away from God. I always say this, sin takes you further than you want to go. And sin costs you more than you want to pay. And that's what happens a lot of times. It takes you further than you want to go, and it costs you more than you want to pay in your life. And so what God is doing, he's given a warning to Ezekiel about the judgment upon Jerusalem from walking away from the truths and the morals of God. So he says this in verse 23 of Ezekiel 22. He said, again, the word of the Lord came to me. How many of you like it when God? comes to you and speaks to you. People always say to me, Pastor, how does God speak? Number one, God speaks through people. God. Number two, he speaks first and foremost through his word. He th- speaks through his word. He speaks to you about events around you, maybe events around you that are happening around you that God speaks to you when events happen in your life. So, through people, through his word, through events, through prayer, he speaks to you. And also another big one for me is he speaks to you in your spirit. He may give you a thought. He may give you a word that man, God wants You to chew on that word and think upon that word and expound on that word. And when you milk that word for all that it's worth, all of a sudden it comes to life. Oh, I understand this. Yeah, God wants me. To do this, and all of a sudden, it comes alive to you. So God speaks in many different ways, but the question is, are you listening? God speaks, my sheep heareth my voice, and they follow after me. God is not a mute God where you push the mute button on your remote control. He does speak, but the question is, are you listening? So he came to Ezekiel, and here's what he said, Son of man, say to the land, You are a land that has not been cleansed or rained on in the day of wrath. In other words, God was taking away his spirit. Whenever you're walking out of the presence of God, that means that what's going to happen, you're going to go through a drought. You go through a drought in your life. A lot of times people say to me, Pastor, why don't I sense God's presence? Why don't I sense God's spirit in my life? Well, I wonder, are you walking away from the presence of God? Outside of the presence of God, you're walking into a desert, you're walking into a drought, you're walking away from his presence. And the Bible says in his presence there's fullness of joy. And if you're walking away from his presence, the absence of joy is sorrow and pain. So you wonder, where am I at right now? Am I walking away from God's presence? Am I walking in his presence? If I'm walking in his presence, I'm going to be full of joy. I'm going to have contentment, peace, and assurance and knowing that everything is going to be okay because God has it under control. So he said, I have not rained on your land. I have not done these things I Your land because why you have drifted away from me. Then he goes on to say, Watch this there is a conspiracy of her princes within, like a roaring lion tearing its prey. They devour people. Now, I want you to see, is these some of the things that are happening in our society, in our world, in our country, in our nation right now? Then he goes on to say, Verse 26 it says, Take these treasures and precious things and make many wills uh, within her. And watch this. And he goes on. Her priests do violence to my law and profane my holy things. They do not distinguish between the holy and the common. In other words, holy and common become just, man, blended together. There's no right from wrong. When I was growing up, man, right was right and good was good. But nowadays, when somebody says, man, that's bad, you have to stop and say, does they mean, is that good? Or is that bad? Like bad is good nowadays. And it used to be bad was bad, but now bad, that's bad, Hey! Yeah. Like Michael Jackson, you know I'm bad, Shaman. You don't know that neither, right? But bad, I'm bad, am I bad or good? And so here, what they were doing. They were blending the good with the bad. And the Bible says you can't mix fresh water and salt water together unless it, well, it gets polluted. And what happens is in our world starting to uh, blend in the good and the bad, the morals and the unmorals and the law and the unlawful things is trying to blend it together to make it together as one, and we become comfortable. You know the old slogan is like a frog. When you put a frog in the water and turn up the heat, it's going to stay in there and it'll take its life. But if you put the frog in the water when it's already hot, it's going to, what, jump out. And what happens is, is we're the frog in the water. We're a frog in the water, and we're allowing these things to slowly and subtly just destroy us and take away the life and the excitement and the zeal and the presence of God from our life. And we don't even realize it's happening because we feel comfortable. Somebody say amen, right? Now watch this. They teach that there is no difference between the unclean and the clean. And they shut the eyes to the keeping of the Sabbath. Isn't that what's happening right now? The unclean and the clean, and they shut the eyes to the Sabbath. In other words, what was happening over the situation with COVID and so on in California? If you followed California, uh, California is one of the most crazy and corrupt states. We all know that, not to criticize California. And I believe that because they're corrupt and so on and so forth, that state's going to fall into the ocean. Amen? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Goodbye. Rid yourself, right? But you know what was happening in California? What did the enemy try to do? They closed the churches in California. The churches had to rise up and have to sue the state of Colorado, uh, California. They had, to come against, they had to come against the governor. They had to come against all the city officials there in California. And finally, what happened? They finally, the churches won. But what did they try to do? They tried to shut off the Sabbath day, the time to worship and to honor God. Because what did the enemy do? The enemy fears the church. Who worships and honors God? Somebody say Amen. It gets the enemy nervous when he sees God's people worshiping the Lord. But then he goes on keeping the Sabbath day, so that I am profaned among them. And watch what he goes. He says, "Her officials within her are like wolves, tearing their prey. They shed blood and kill people to make unjust a gain." Wow. It's lies, deception, confusion, dece- all these things that are going—is that not going on in our world right now? And watch this. He says, her prophets whitewashed these deeds for them by false visions and lying, devitation, Devitation, yeah. Right, got it. They say, this is what the solvent Lord says. When the Lord has not spoken, when the Lord has not spoken, watch this, the people of the land practice extortion and commit robbery, they oppose the poor and the needy, mistreat the foreigners, deny them justice. He said, I looked, now get this one. Now you got to get this. I looked for someone among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap, in the gap, in the gap, on behalf of the land so that I would not have to destroy it. But I found none. You see, God has called the church to be gap fillers. After all, wasn't it Jesus who was the gap between man and God? Jesus filled the gap. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So what happens? We came through Jesus. Jesus filled the gap so we can get to God. Jesus said, I am the gap. God is looking for gap fillers like you and I to fill in the gap so that we can lead others through us to Christ so we can go to God. And we can what? He said, I'm going to make intercession for you. So God is looking for gap fillers. Fillers. He's looking for us for gap fillers. But if you look at these verses, I want you to see some of the things that really shine and stand out there. Number one, trying to make the unclean seem clean. Isn't that what's going on in our world right now, trying to mix good with the bad? The government against each other of, over our morals and decisions concerning our country. Isn't that what's going on right now, the turmoil, the laws that they're trying to pass and from our morals and our standards and our belief system of who we are as believers in Christ? Amen. Amen. Man, check that out. Another one is this, going against God's holiness and his word. Do you think it's coincidence that God wrote in the word of God, heaven and earth shall pass away? Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word will never pass. God's word is established forever. But what happens right now that we are trying to take apart God's word and discredit God's word. One of the words that you hear now is so prevalent today in our society that God's word is not relevant for today. That we have this word relevant. That in other words, it's not up to date. It's not new. It's not the latest and the greatest. It's Man, it's past history. It's past tense. It doesn't apply to my life today. But I'm here to tell you today, 2,000 years ago until today, that word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the Bible said if you take away or subtract from the word of God, you will be rebuked. The word of God is established. The word of God will not be shaken. The word of God is proven test after test after test. And it stands for ever. And if there's one thing you can hinge yourself to, is God's word. Another, another one is this, the killing of people unjustly. Isn't that what's happening right now in our society, the killing of people unjustly? Another one is this, lies and confusion and fear that is being said and spread in our country. Isn't that what's going on? A lot of lies. Man, what has happened, this pandemic and all the things that are happening in our lives? Guess what's happening? It's brought fear. It's brought, man, arguments and bitterness and resentment amongst God's people and amongst people. The other day we were down in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, Cheryl and I and Pastor Katie and Pastor Andrew and Becky. We had a pastor's conference, and I had to run into Walmart there in Oshkosh, Bagosh, Wisconsin. Oshkosh, Bagosh, right? And I had to go to Oshkosh, and we went to Walmart there to get something real quick. And I walked into the store, and as soon as I got into the store, there was two people, man, going at it. And I thought I was going to have to be the referee, man, and break up this fight. And you know what they were fighting over? Mask or no mask? Mask or no mask? One wore a mask, one didn't wear a mask. And they were fighting. And I thought to myself, isn't that just what the enemy wants us to do? Fight against each other, turn against each other, get mad at each other because they know that he knows that there's strength in number, there's power in agreement. And if he can separate and divide one another, guess what? We lose the strength and the ability to be overcomers. And because we lose the strength and the ability to be overcomers, now we're being overcome. And that's what's happening in our society. We're losing the battle because we're fighting against each other. And the enemy's having a heyday when the people and the God and the world are fighting against each other. Right? Another one is this. Stealing and robbing in our country is at an all-time high. My nieces live in Minnesota. And she called me the other day, said, Uncle CJ, Uncle CJ, man, it's crazy here in Minnesota. All the police force are dropping out like flies, and they're quitting, they're giving up, and they're not coming back on the force. And all-time high, we have an all-time high of carjacking and and robberies and stealing, 62%. It's up and increase in Minnesota because of what's happening in our law right now and in our world because of the robbing and the stealing. People will just be walking down the street getting ready to get in their car, and, man, they're, they're nabbing that person, jumping that person, and taking off with their car right in broad daylight because they know that they're not going to get caught because there's not enough help to help capture them or to, uh, to confine them and get shut them down. But I love what also it says, shut their eyes to keeping of the Sabbath. One of the things that enemy wants to do, he wants to shut the doors of the church, and who's the church? It's you and I. But how do you keep the church alive? You see, the church here, right now, we get the opportunity to come and gather and worship. With two or three are gathered there, he is amidst. But you know, the church really, really where the rubber really reach the road? is what you do in the secret place, what you do at home, what you do at, in your prayer time, what you do reading the word that prepares you for the times like right now, that when we come together, it only takes a spark to get a fire going. By what you do Monday through Saturday, when you come to church on Sunday, your spark and my spark and their spark, when we put us all these sparks together, guess what? We become a blaze for the glory of God. And so what we need to do is we, our preparation is when we're alone, when we're at home, Monday through Saturday, getting ready to come and celebrate on Sunday the resurrected Savior. See, Sunday is a resurrection. It's Sunday is a time when we can celebrate the living Savior that we honestly serve and lives within us. That's what Sunday's all about. You see, listen, as you can see, we need change, but change can only come when we fight for heaven. In Ezekiel 2230, again, it says this, I look for someone among them, who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so I would not have to destroy it. But I found no one. I wonder today, would God find us? Would God find us? And I wonder why people are not gap fillers. If you have your notes, why no gap fillers? Why are people today unwilling to be gap fillers? Number one is this, because it takes time. To be a gap filler means I have to sacrifice time. I have to give up time. I have to give up time maybe to assist them, to help them, to nurse them through their problems in their life. We all love the fish. But once you get the fish home, guess what we do? We look at it and say, oh, now I got to clean them. Right? We all love the fish. Catch that big trophy fish. Man, I don't know what a a walleye looks like, so I don't believe in a walleye until I catch one. But I'm going to wait to catch one. I'm going to catch one one of these days. But you know what? Isn't that true? We all love the fish, but we don't like to clean them. It's the same thing. A gap filler takes time to clean, to nurse, to help a person in their time of need. Another one, it takes energy. It takes energy to nurse someone through a situation, a problem or dilemma in their life. You probably say to yourself, man, I got enough problems of my own, yet I don't take care of yours. And because we say that comment, that statement, what do we do? We bypass those who are in need. We're unwilling to stand in the gap because we're always looking at ourselves and not the needs of others. I always say that joy is Jesus first, others second, yourself third. And if you want joy in your life, you gotta be a gap filler. A gap filler is finding the need and filling it. Finding the need and filling it. I'm going to find the need and fill it. Another one is this. It takes sacrifice. Sacrifice. That I might have to give up something for the sake or the cause of them. After all, wasn't Jesus the ultimate sacrifice who laid down his life for you and I? Wasn't he the ultimate sacrifice? He laid down his life. He gave his best and nothing less. And therefore, God wants us to do the same. Another one is this. It gets us out of our comfort zone. In other words, God may call you to be a gap filler to stretch you, to get you out of your comfort zone, to get you out of the norm of your life. Many of you, that you have your days already mapped out. You know that my day starts, man, early in the morning, and it ends by 1030 at night. Once the news is over, I'm in bed. And you do the same thing. And you got your routine down to a science. You know exactly what you're going to do. Even your spouse and your kids know what you're going to do. And you know what they call you? Boring. Because you live in that routine. And what happens is, you know what? When you live in a routine, guess what happens? You form a rut. And when you get in a rut, you get stuck and you can't get out. And what happens with with gap fillers, gap fillers, it stretches you to break out of your routine or your rut. Do something different. Do something new. Do something that is helpful and useful for the purpose of the kingdom of God. And that's why we sometimes don't do it. I'm comfortable right now. And don't try to push me because if you try to push me, I'm going to retreat even further. Have you ever said that before, right? But in Exodus 17... Verses 8 through 13. Go ahead, Andrew, get ready. I'm going to jump real quick. In Exodus 17, I love this story about Moses. Moses is sending out Joshua. He's sending out Joshua to stand up against the Anakites and the Moites and the Jespedites and all kinds of bites, mosquito bites. And he's sending them out for battle. But when he sends them out for battle, the number of that ratio was that, Joshua's army or Moses' army, the ratio was basically, Renee 10 to 1. That the Amalekites were so much forceful and stronger and more fortified than Joshua's army or Moses' army. And you know and I know that 10 against 1 is not a fair fight. But what happened, Michael, is that they sent him out in faith. Sent him out in faith. But here's the, here's the kicker. Moses didn't send out Joshua empty-handed. Moses was a gap filler. Watch this. The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites of Ruffin. Moses said to Joshua, choose some men of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites." Wait a minute. God, hey, hey, do you understand? They outnumber us 10 to 1 and you're telling me to choose some men? God, don't you want me to take the whole group? God said, hey, listen. The bigger the battle, the greater God's glory is shown. God, okay, tomorrow, look what he said. I will stand on top of the mountain with the staff of God in my hand. Gap filler. I will stand on the top of the mountain with the staff in my hand, representing authority, power. I will stand on behalf of you, Joshua, in the battle that you're going against the Amalekites. I'm going to fill that gap. Maybe you know someone that needs a gap filling in their lives. Maybe God's calling you to fill that gap. But then he goes on to say, watch this, Joshua fought the Amalekites. Watch this. As Moses had ordered, and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the mountain. Wow. But it didn't stop there. It didn't stop there. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. In other words, God, I'm standing the gap. I'm lifting them up. I'm believing. I'm praying for their situation, I'm praying for their needs, I'm praying for them over their battle, I'm praying for them over their struggle, I'm praying for them over their hardship, how many of you know someone right now that God is a battle in their life that's going through a struggle, going through a hardship, that God is calling you to lift up your hands, your hands of righteousness, I'm going to praise you, your spiritual antennas that connects with God on behalf of their, their needs or their situation, so I'm going to lift up my hands, my holy hands, and as I lift both of them up, I'm going to make a V for victory, and they're going to get the victory in their life because I choose to stand in the gap on their behalf. Amen? He says, but whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites would. In other words, when he stepped out of that gap, that I'm going to let them fight on their own. I'm going to let them fight on their own. I'm going to step out of that gap. And as soon as he did, they started to lose. Watch this. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him. And he sat on it. Aaron and her brothers and sisters, were like faith. We need one another. Iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another. I need you, you need me. We need each other to lift each other's hands up. Aaron and her held his hands up, one on one side and one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. In other words, they filled in the gap. I know, Moses, you're tired. I know, Moses, that you're weary, but we're in this together. We're not going to let this go under. We're going to hold up your arms. I don't know about you, but I need you. I love it when my board prays for me. I love it when my staff prays for me. I love it when you pray for me because I can't win this war on my own, but I can with you. I can with you, but watch this. It says, Joshua overcame the Amalekites' army with the sword. He won because there was gap fillers. How many of you maybe need a gap filler in your life? How many have ever said this before? Where are the people of God when I need them the most? Where are believers when I need them the most? Where are they? They say they love me. They say they care about me. They say they want to be there for me. But where are they when I need them the most? Why are they standing in the gap for me? You see, the church is all about filling gaps. It's all about lifting hands, supporting one another. A lot of times what happens in the church, we in the church, we shoot our own. We hurt the wounded. We hurt the sick. We hurt the afflicted. When we should be lifting them up. But Sometimes we take out the machine guns and we judge and we put down when we're supposed to be lifting up. Somebody say amen. And what we need to do is be gap fillers for God. So this morning he says this, we all need gap fillers to stand up and fight for us when we are going through battles or problems in our life. And here's why I close. In Matthew 18, verse 19 and 20, and we're going to pray. Again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Agreement, gap fillers. I don't know about you, but when I'm weak, God, you're made strong. When I'm tired, the Bible says pity the man who doesn't have a friend to pick him up when he falls. Pity that man. Pity that person that has not one there to pick him up when he falls. He says this, for where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. In other words, I'm going to meet them right where they're at because there's power in agreement and power moves me. I get excited when God's people pray together, stay together, and pray together for the miracle. I get excited about that. I join forces with them. So we as a church need to be gap fillers for each other and the ministries here at Adventure Church. I'm going to step off down from this pulpit this morning and I'm going to pray. This morning, like I said, we've had some miracles take place. And I'm going to ask Pastor Carolyn, if you come, and my wife, if you come, and we're just going to pray here in a moment. We're going to pray. We're going to believe this morning. And I don't know if it could get me on live stream or not. Have to move that camera or whatever you have to do. But Andrew, move to the center stage so they can see your face on live stream. Amen. We're going to believe this morning. And we're going to pray for gaps. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray for the kids. We're going to pray for the kids. Michael, I want you to pray at the end for the president. We're going to pray for the kids. Amen. Will you stand with me this morning? Let's be gap fillers. You see, listen, the Bible says, listen, don't become weary in well-doing for at a proper time you will reach a harvest if you do not faint. And we're going to take a moment to pray. It's going to get tired. I know you might get tired. But we got to endure, you got to endure, you got to endure. Perseverance, perseverance, pressing through. So this morning, Father, I lift up the kids department. I pray for all our kids. I ask in Jesus' name that you would touch Pastor Katie and all the kids. Lord God, I pray that your Holy Spirit will flood through our kids. May they grow up to be mighty men and women for God. I pray that God you would just bless our kids' department, that your Holy Spirit will be upon them, that you will meet those little kids' lives, that you will guard their hearts and protect them, Lord, from any confusion, doubt, fear, and worry that the world will try to instill in them. I pray that God they will be able to discern the truth and from a lie that they will know, God, that you God are the truth and the way and the life for their lives. So, Father, bless Pastor Katie and meet her needs according to her glorious riches. We stand in the gap for our kids' department, and we thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. Pastor Caleb, pray for the youth.
2: Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your heart for youth. We thank you so much for your heart for children and youth. God, we thank you that you are the one that has created their identity. I thank you that you saw them at the beginning, at the foundation of the earth. You saw each and every one of them, and you knew a marvelous plan that you had for their life. I call upon your name to bring forth these identities in these young people. I thank you, Jesus, that even though the world is confusing and dark, that you are a shining light in their heart. I thank you, Jesus, that you are the foundation in which they can build their life, the foundation of the rock. You are the cornerstone that they can build their life upon. And I thank you, Jesus, that you are a knowable God. I thank you, Jesus, that you are not just some frilly God in the clouds, but that you are here in the hearts of men. And we thank you, Jesus, that you are going to be revealing yourself to them in a greater measure this year. I thank you, Jesus, that you are going to be um, baptizing them in your Holy Spirit. I thank you that we are going to see miracles through our young people. I thank you for the boldness that you have given this generation that is coming up, and I pray that you would continue to show your heart to them in a way that they can so grab hold and run for the rest of their life. I thank you for the impact that they are going to have in their schools, and the community, and their groups of friends, that they are going to be living by such a high standard that everyone else around them will be looking at them as an example of your heart. I thank you, Jesus, for the power that you are instilling in the young people of today. And I thank you, Jesus, that you are going to be building up a mighty army for your word. In Jesus' name.
1: Now I want you ladies to come again with my wife and stand with you as we pray. Come on, ladies, gather around my wife. Come on, move out. We're getting ready to break into prayer here in a moment. I need the ladies to come. We're going to stand in the gap.
3: church Lord Jesus that Lord you will renew our strength Lord I know that so many women are doing so many different things they work outside the home they're homeschooling they're trying to teach their children Lord they're trying to lead them spiritually Lord Jesus I pray right now for every woman in this church, Lord, that you will renew her strength, that you will renew her boldness, that Lord Jesus, we are determined as women of this church to take these cities around us, these villages, these towns around us, we are determined to take them back for you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we are determined that our children and our youth will not be confused but that they will know who they are in you, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray for every woman here, every mother, every grandmother, every woman, Lord Jesus, that, Lord, that you will touch them, that you will bless them, that you will pour out your spirit upon them, that they will walk with more boldness, that they will have more of a fire in them, and that, Lord Jesus, there will be nothing that can conquer us. Lord Jesus, we love you and we thank you. Lord, thank you for each and every one of these women. In your wonderful, precious name, amen.
1: Gather around Pastor Carolyn as we pray for Celebrate Recovery.
0: Father, thank you. Thank you so much that you provide programs for people who are broken, hurting, have habits that are interfering with their relationship with you and with each other. Father, we are called to be united. We are called to be one family of God, and Celebrate Recovery is a place for family to operate, and we thank you and praise you for the program. And Father, I just pray you bless those who come, and I pray that you give courage to those who know they need help and bring them in so that they can receive the help and support that they need to receive blessings from you, to become free of those things that bind their lives and keep them from fulfilling your purpose for them in their lives. And we thank you, Jesus, that there is nothing impossible with you. That all things are possible because we are your children and you care and love for us.
1: Thank you, Lord. Ladies, step here. I want to ask Michael, I'm going to have you come and pray for the men. Just pray for the men, real quick. Pray for the men.
4: men to stand up and be the leaders that they are called to be by your word Lord God you have called us to be men Lord God that reverence you that love you that have that fear and reverence Lord God that Lord God we respect you and Lord as you place your spirit upon each of us Lord God that you will be respected. Because all will reverence you, Father. That your Holy Spirit would rise up and and just emanate from each one of us. Lord, as we stand by example and do the things, O Lord God, as men of God, by example. So that our, our wives and children and families around can watch us and look at us and know that, yes, they're serving God. Yes, they are walking with the Lord. And we can do by example. We can follow their image. We can follow all of their heart that they give before God because that is the right thing to do. Restore your order, Father, in each one of us. I pray that you would bless us, O Lord God, to cast down every vain imagination, cast down every evil thing that comes against our household, that no plague will come nigh our dwelling, that everything, O Lord God, we do is to glorify you because we preference, Lord God, our hearts and our lives, and our, Lord God, our hearts, Lord, are to put priority, that as we seek first the kingdom, that everything else will be added to us, to our families, to our churches, to our relationship with you. And we give you all praise and glory and honor, Father. And we thank you, Lord, for having mercy upon us and giving us the grace to walk this out, Father. In the holy name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
1: Here's what I want to do now before Quinn. I switched it. The reason why I switched it, because Quinn's been in the White House. But I want some of the... uh, youngish people to gather around Pastor Andrew. All the youngest people, get up there. Pastor Andrew, we're going to pray for our youngish Come on, all the youngest people, and we're going to gather around them for a moment. Just get, come on, just gather around them, and we're going to pray. And then we're going to believe for miracles here. And then we're going to close. And if you want prayer, we're going to close the prayer, let you go if you need to. But after closing is done, but let's pray.
5: Jesus, we thank you for the seminal ministry Jesus. God, we thank you for the hearts and the lives of those who, who come and, and and just want to be fed more of you, Jesus. God, we thank you that you can speak to us and that you can um, move through these people, God. We thank you for, the, for this amazing group of young adults that we have at Adventure Church. And God, it's our heart that, that we not only just exist as a part of adventure church, but God, we're a, we're a community of young adults that serve, that want to serve you, Jesus got in the Burnett County area and the pole County area. Jesus God, we pray that, that people who are of, of youngish age, God, that they would have a place where they can come and, and, and serve you God and grow in you, Jesus, and learn more about you and, and have, uh, have relationships with others who are their same age, Jesus and God. We pray that uh, people would just be able to come to know you through Youngish God. We pray for all the young adults who are involved in Youngish God. We thank you for their hearts for you, Jesus, for their their want their for their want for growth, Jesus. God, we thank you so much for everything that you do through Youngish God. We just pray that this ministry grows and grows, God, and 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 people won't even know. Uh, that it's, it's associated with a church, God, but it, that it's just a group of young adults who just want to serve you, God. We pray that you would just continue to move through your youngest, Jesus. We thank you for this ministry, God. In your name, amen. You. Father, we,
6: we thank you for uh, this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful country. We thank you, Father, that it was founded on your word. That it was founded, Father, on freedom and equality for all people. Father, we cast down the imaginations that people have that would bring this nation to the wiles of the enemy, and we put him under our feet. Father, we thank you for the ones that you've put in authority over us, for each and every one of them. Father, we pray that you bless them that you have them father be guided by your word and by your spirit father that they would set their heart upon you their mind upon you father and that they would only seek to do your will and for those father in our country that uh would turn evil for what you mean for good father we know what's going to happen you're going to win and we just thank you father that you are there for us and father we thank you for president biden though some of us may not like him Father, we thank you that you put him in authority over us, and we pray, Father, that you would set his gaze on you and his whole administration. We just thank you for them, Father, and we pray that you bless them. Father, bless each and every person in this room. Father, help them all know that the decisions they've made as they voted are for good, Father, that you would guide each and every one of us as we look to who you would have us have in authority over us and guide us in all decisions. Father, we thank you for Pastor and Pastor Cheryl. We pray, Father, that you would continue to bless them and guide them, give them an abundance of energy. Father, we pray complete healing over Pastor Cheryl, that she would not be tired any longer, but would be continue to be filled with your joy and your spirit. For Pastor CJ, that he would have clarity of vision, Father, that he would have even more vision and more energy. And we thank you, Father, that you've put him in authority over us. In Jesus' name.
1: That's what we're going to do. We're going to transition. And how are we are going to transition? We're going to pray. And if you need to leave, we're going to let you leave. But I want to pray. And if you need prayer this morning, we're going to pray over you, anoint you with oil. We're going to believe, Tamara. But I want to be reverent. If you need to leave, I want to pray a blessing over you. And then Pastor Andrew lead us out in the song. Is what I need you to do. I need you. If you need prayer, I want you just to line up. And I'm gonna come. It's like I did in the first service. First service, man, God did some great things. If you need prayer, just line up, and I'm gonna come down here. And I'm gonna pray with you. Lay my hands on you and anoint you with oil. But we're gonna close in prayer. And if you need to leave, please do so reverently. But if you need prayer, let us pray with you this morning. Father, I thank you for today. Thank you, Father, for your power and your presence. That we are gap fillers. That we're standing in the gap on behalf of maybe a loved one, a friend, a family member, mom or dad, brother or sister, aunt and uncle. That we're standing on behalf of them today and we're going to build up the wall. Father, you found none, but today you can find us. And I thank you that, God, we can find you. As we find you, we find strength, we find peace, we find comfort in knowing that, God, you work all things for the good of those in Christ Jesus. So, Lord, we as a church lift up the hands of those who are in need. We are the errands and the herds that are willing to sacrifice our time, energy, Lord God, to help the sake of others. Lord, let us be a church that's keenly aware of the needs around us. We thank you, Father. Go with us today. We thank you for this is the day that you have made, and we will and we shall rejoice in it. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Andrew.
0: Thank you for listening to today's message. If this message has encouraged you in any way, Please consider giving to Adventure Church to help continue this ministry. Giving is safe and easy through our website at www.adventurechurchsiren.com. Thank you for your generous support.